0: Hey, it's Justin. And it is top five week on the Contender Cast. And at number two is Recess, an incredible beverage company. It's on fire right now. Their founder and CEO, Ben Whitty, joined me earlier, actually late in the year uh, for this episode. And um, I think you really enjoy hearing what they've got going on. They're, They're one of the super fast, high climbing, up and coming brands. I think you really appreciate the episode. Check it out. And remember that every winner started as a contender.
1: Justin Hahnemann.
0: Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann. The Contender Cast for Shining a Light on Bright Ideas from the beverage space today. A really cool new brand that is making their appearance on the show called Recess. You're going to meet their founder and CEO, Ben Whitty. Ben, it's so great to have you on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here.
0: So cool! Um, I had fun researching you, getting to know you, and you got a really cool background. And not in the beverage space, so I can't wait to like unpack how you got into it and and um, and where you are today. But before we get there, share a little bit about you um, and what you were doing before launching Recess.
1: Yeah, so um, let's see. Kind of grew up in Southern California. Uh, ended up going to school uh, in Boston. Um, I'm 34, so I graduated in 2010, uh, which was right when the kind of Silicon Valley startup scene. Uh, was starting to take off uh, and uh, I studied undergraduate business uh, in college and ended up, uh, you know, kind of fought, you know, becoming very attracted to what was happening in San Francisco at the time and the idea of kind of just tech startups. Um, so moved out there uh, right after college and joined a, a three person startup that was actually building an influencer marketing platform in social media. Uh, Actually focused on MySpace to give you a sense of like where the world was. (laughs) I remember
0: MySpace. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Um, And so it was a really you know fascinating experience just joining a company that early uh, uh, focused on you know we we definitely had a vision for the future around the uh, the impact that kind of influencers uh, would would have in social media marketing. Uh, I'd say they just kind of focused on kind of the wrong platform to start, uh, but we ultimately ended up uh, kind of. Uh, transitioning to a more Facebook oriented approach. But, you know, long story short, the startup didn't end up working out, but it was a very, you know, impactful uh, experience for me. Uh, again, just kind of getting hooked on startup culture, uh, being exposed to social media marketing from the early stages, which definitely impacted recess. Um, and uh, from there, I went to another kind of ad tech startup uh, that kind of pioneered uh, kind of retargeting, uh, displayed ad retargeting. Um, and that was a different type of journey. I was there from about fifteen people to five hundred people, so saw what kind wow, um, amazing uh, was like. But you know ultimately it concluded, I you know I was better suited to kind of go out on my own and become an entrepreneur. Um, and uh, I also realized that if I was gonna to do something, uh, I wanted to kind of focus on a business that played to my strengths, uh, which was more kind of consumer brand and consumer experience uh, oriented versus kind of building software for businesses. Sure. Um, and uh, this was right uh, you know I kind of left uh, you know this the, my last my job around 2016 uh, which was right when Trump got elected uh, and it started to kind of make, you know feel like the world is entering this kind of transformational period history driven by technology and that was leaving us all stressed out and in anxious. I do think like that felt like an inflection point. Um, so I had this thesis that basically we were entering like tumultuous times. Uh, and that mental wellness uh, would uh, become a higher priority for people. Um, and then, about you know, call it nine months later, uh, I moved to New York City, um, and I started to see kind of functional uh, ingredients and supplements like CBD, adaptogenic herbs, nootropics, kind of emerging uh, in the supplement aisle. And I had an insight. I was like Red Bull for relaxation. Like instead of thinking of these uh, ingredients that you just you know take in oil form or capsule form, think of them as a you know functional ingredient like caffeine or like protein or like alcohol to an extent uh, that you could infuse into a beverage and deliver a kind of a new type of proposition. Um, And that was the you know it was this kind of lightning bolt moment where just that makes sense. Like there could be like a category of beverages and other types of products that deliver the opposite uh, effect uh, that an energy drink or coffee does uh, or even alcohol uh, to an extent um and i can stop there and you know go no, on no that's great on, on, on <laughs> I,
0: yeah. What a perfect setup. So you're a tech guy by background, even in the ad space, and here you're going to go be an entrepreneur and launch a new business. And you find you have this idea, um, kind of this intersection, I'll call it, of of, of several different types of products. So, what was the first step to go from you know I see an opportunity in the market here to actually putting together a plan and even creating product? Um,
1: I think first step was to spend a little bit of time, like thinking about what made for a successful beverage company. Uh, I really had never spent any time thinking about the food and beverage industry. Uh, I didn't literally know anyone that worked in the industry, um, but I really kind of started to study Red Bull uh, as an example uh, and kind of what unlocked their success. I think what you come to realize is that beverage is an incredibly unique category uh, that, um, you know, it's very, very brand marketing driven. um, To introduce a new kind of value proposition and kind of usage occasion, uh, in a consumer's lives um, uh, required a certain approach. And like, I really, you know, Red Bull wasn't marketing caffeine and Tori, it was marketing Red Bull gives you Wings. It, I, I think of Red Bull as a media company that monetizes through selling cans, right? they're uh, Their uh, focus on uh, partnering with the action sports community, kind of creating content um, that, you know, that really had nothing to do with the drink other than creating the association with like energy and stimulation and extreme sports. Um, so that was an example of, you know, just really studying like what, uh, what made for these kind of, you know, these successful beverage brands that pioneered categories successful. Um, sure. and, uh, so I, you know, basically a uh, year about, uh, about a year developing the initial brand, uh, as well as the formula, I can spend a lot of time on like, you know, what happened there, but, um, you know, found a guy in upstate New York, um, and we would like hack on the uh, what, what became the formula for for about a year, and then uh, hired my friend's branding agency um, and uh, kind of architected the initial uh, label and brand world that you see today.
0: Wow, it looks great too. I really think the the uh, packaging is great. Um, how did you figure out like mix flavors? Manufacturing, and so you got to a product that actually, you know, tasted good, people would like, etc.
1: Yeah, um, you know, this was right when the sparkling water trend was really taking off, um, and so I was inspired by you know what kind of what Lacroix was doing at the time, uh, but wanted to de- develop something that was a little bit more flavorful. It's not just like it's not just essence and water. Uh, but had a, a bit more of a full body uh, flavor profile to it, which, you know, we do today. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, there's the initial flavors, peach, ginger, pomegranate, hibiscus, and blackberry chai were kind of the original three we developed. And then, you know, we've since developed a, a lot more from there, but it was just around like having uh, some constraints and uh, a vision for the types of flavor profiles you wanted to create. And then, Finding the right partner to help me develop them.
0: So, how did you figure that part out? Finding the right partner to help you develop
1: them. I mean, it's a funny story. Like, I originally went to Google and just like hired the first. <laughs> uh, really right. right, I love like it. That, <laughs> that came up, but that ended up being like a terrible experience and felt <laughs> very uh, commercial and commoditized. So, I fired them. <laughs> and I was you know, out in New York City uh, uh, with a friend, and I ran into another guy I knew that owned a brewery in upstate New York, and I asked him to make the drink with me, um, but he's like, no, I'm busy uh, You know, running my own company, uh, but I know a guy that lives in you know, Beacon that makes syrups. And so I went up and met him, and he was very much a self-taught formulator, and we just kind of went up and... You know, we're in the lab for six months together or so on the weekends. Um, And so it's very organic and natural.
0: Wow, very very cool. It's funny how that happens, and I would say a pretty good percentage of our guests, when I ask them that similar question, it's I went to Google and you know found an option, at least tried there or started there. Um, when I we before we hit record, I incorrectly said, "Hey, you know, you guys are a CBD brand," and you you explained to me that that's not the case. But you, you say you're sparkling water infused with hemp and adaptogens for calm and clarity. Explain kind of the difference and how you guys approach that, and as far as a market platform.
1: Well, it's that, uh, so our first product line was infused with CBD and three other adaptogenic herbs, right? And we really was focused on establishing this idea of taking a recess so that you can feel calm, cool, collected. I'd always start with the premise of like, I've never heard of call called Red Bull a Caffeine Company, right? Like it's about energy, it's about the feeling, and CBD and these other functional ingredients deliver a feeling. Uh, and consumers are really using recess and other products like it now, uh, to at uh, these different kind of usage occasions throughout their day where they're looking to kind of reset and rebalance, unwind, and relax, right? So I'd say the two primary usage occasions uh, are in the afternoon uh, as a substitute for, call it your second cup of coffee, uh, or in the evening uh, as a substitute for like a glass of wine to unwind at the end of the day. So consumer thinks about it and what do I want to feel right now? What's the occasion? What's the need state? Totally. To feel, not like, just searching for an ingredient. Um, we about sixteen months ago we launched a line called Recess Mood, uh, which does not include CBD in it, which includes magnesium uh, as well as adaptogens. And um, We launched that in both beverage and ready-to-mix powder form. Um, now that line is going to be over fifty percent of the business by the end of the year. We're entering major retailers like Albertsons and CVS uh, and many others uh, with that product line. And you know, ultimately, you know, my framework here is that. Um, You know, the food and beverage industry is in large part driven by these like mega secular trends, right? So you have, you know, a focus on plant-based recently, a focus on gut health, a focus on low sugar and low calorie. And my thesis is essentially that mental wellness and alcohol moderation uh, are the two mega trends uh, uh, in the next phase of the Better Free Movement. And that they are going to basically create many subcategories across the grocery store. Whether it's in the functional beverage set uh, with products uh, like Recess that help you feel calm and relaxed, whether it's in the supplement aisle uh, in stress-relieving supplements, uh, whether they're powders, capsules, tinctures, gummies, uh, and also in the alcohol aisle uh, as consumers increasingly seek uh, for alcohol alternatives. And I view Recess as this brand um, that's already kind of the, essentially the leader in the space uh, that you know is going to grow for years to come because I think we're still in the very early stages of what you know where this category is.
0: love that. Um, as you've launched, how have you approached uh, the market direct to consumer versus retail stores? Talk about your approach and strategy there
1: Yeah so it's interesting coming from the tech world um, and starting the company about 2017 or started to think about the idea um, I was shocked at the time no one was talking about digital both from a distribution perspective. As well as a brand building perspective, and beverage is always is arguably the most brand marketing driven category on the planet um, because there's no other product that gets that gets as much distribution as a beverage, and there's no other product that uh, has as high frequency of use and purchase as a beverage. And so, as a result of that, it's very awareness top of funnel brand marketing driven. And I was like, obviously, that you know that type of marketing is going to increasingly shift into digital, into social media marketing, into influencer marketing, which again, back in 2017, 18, no one was talking about, which I was just shocked by. And then the second was no one was really talking about direct-to-consumer as a channel, uh, as well as Amazon. Um, and so I always had this premise uh, that we were designing recess for an omnichannel channel world. And you know, when I, I launched the company out of my apartment uh, in New York City uh, in late 2018, and we did a direct-to-consumer launch with the intention of just building the buzz uh, in the initial validating, you know, product market fit online before we went offline, and it was one of these things you just pressed go and it kind of blew up, um, and then we immediately uh, kind of added a retail market in New York City, which is our first market, to the mix. And today we're about fifty percent e-commerce, fifty percent retail. E-commerce is split between direct consumer and Amazon, and you know now we're carried, you know, all over the country and actually major retailers, and it's going to increasingly shift to retail. Uh, But I look at digital. Yeah, digital is critical for retail success as well.
0: Got it. Really, really cool. Um, Did you already have a target consumer? I'll call it in mind as you were launching, or was it you had to figure that out over time as you've launched different flavors and whatnot of your product?
1: Yeah, I mean, my initial thesis was kind of young, urban professionals. um, You know, to begin, people that were you know stressed out and anxious and interested in trying, but also interested in you know, wellness uh and trying new products, and I think that's now uh expanded uh, over time. You know, we have a lot of um you know mom, you know, young moms that love drinking recess instead of a glass of wine. We're you know uh, reaching a more Gen Z audience. I'd say there's all types of customer personas that are in our in our beverage, which is a great sign. You know, early on,
0: yeah, very very cool. Um, as you look ahead the next six to twelve months, is it more placements, more retail, more lines, flavors? Like, how do you think about your strategy?
1: Um, I'd say retail uh, distribution is kind of number one priority, and we're at a big kind of inflection point there as we kind of enter these you know national retailers uh, that we haven't been in um, until you know basically today. Um, so that's a huge risk. Uh, We have some additional products uh, that we're excited about that will roll out, call it sometime next spring. Um, And then, you know, kind of, uh, you know, brand building as well, uh, as we get uh, into these national retailers and our distribution expands, uh, creating awareness, driving trial, creating kind of consumer connection uh, with the idea of recess is critical. And, you know, especially when you're creating a category. I would always say, you know, in the beverage industry, like going into an existing category and trying to capture market share versus creating a category are two fundamentally different exercises. And I like sure. to think of this as like, you know, where energy drinks was, you know, 20 years ago, uh, hard seltzer was five years ago. I mean, these categories go from non-existent to, you know, uh, existent, you know, real right. quick. And they can yeah, kind of no count themselves. And so, uh, you know, as the category leader and, you know, frankly, the pioneer in this space to a degree, um, like, you know, we see it's important to explain, you know, how products like recess can fit into consumers lives and that requires marketing.
0: That's really cool. Love it. Um, such a cool and interesting space that you're in, too, you're in this hybrid space and with so much uh, growth potential in front of you. Um, I always love to ask our guests some of their biggest lessons learned in launching a brand. You've had a couple years now you're in uh, and lots of, of growth in front of you. What would be two or three things you'd share with other entrepreneurs that are listening, things you've learned, things you've experienced, things that didn't, didn't go well or things that did? Like, What would be you know, your top two or three you'd share with our audience?
1: first is, um, you know, when I think the idea you choose to pursue is really, really important because starting a company is so hard that if you're not pursuing an idea that you're passionate about and also well-suited to pursue because of your inherent strengths, um, it's just going to be really difficult because you're going to end up, you know, encountering roadblocks and challenges and, um, You know, if you're not passionate about the idea, it's easier to give up, right? Um, And so I think that's really, really, uh, you know, important. Um, I'd say say second is like having a really, I think one of the, you know, things that have benefited Recess is like our vision of like how the category is going to develop and the role we can play within it versus just just focusing on product. Um, I think in the CPG industry you know, it's really driven by categories uh, at retail and is this going to be the type of product um, and value proposition that retailers are going to want to, um, you know, stop in their stores, right? And I think being very, and I think that applies for many different businesses, but I, I do talk to people that don't have a sense of like, what is the category that they're creating or playing in? And um, I think having a very clear perspective there it, it is critical. Um, and then you know, I'd say, frankly, like the team you hire is everything, right? I didn't come from the industry, but I was able to sur- surround myself and build an executive team of very experienced people that have led supply chain, sales, operations, finance before. And I think we have this very complementary mix. Where uh, I'm a you know, uh, you know, more of the kind of creative, entrepreneurial, uh, you know, idea guy, and I uh, with, who also loves business execution things like that, but. Uh, by you know, f- focusing on something like supply chain was not going to be my strength. So I was able to right. hire people um, <laughs> totally. that were able to, to 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 really lead on that, and I think that's been critical.
0: So cool, great advice. Um, uh, before we close, uh, tell us where the name Recess came from.
1: Yeah, I mean, we wanted to develop a name um, that kind of uh, conveyed the idea of taking a break, right? Um, and instead, and, and not, again, marketing ingredients, like, you know, we talked about earlier, the big idea of recess is the idea of recess itself, right? Taking a moment throughout your day to reset and rebalance, to unwind, to relax, so you can go on and uh, be your, you know, your best self uh, to a degree. And, um, it's one of these things, you know. I didn't come up with that name. It came up with other taglines in recess, but uh, when we hired the agency, they put a bunch on the board and it was like, obviously, that one, right?
0: Uh, right. And, That's so, great. and I think That's... that really
1: changed the trajectory of the business. Uh, you know, I think a name is really important, especially in the beverage industry. Um, I think recess is a great name that, you know, really clearly conveys what we're doing.
0: I love it. So, so cool. A lot of times we don't ask. I, I try to make sure to remember to ask that because you know at the end of the day I'm like, wait, I didn't ask him where that even came from. It's so cool um, and so great having you with us. So um, excited for you and the brand. Share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy product, etc.
1: Yeah, uh, all right. uh, you should go to takearecess.com to check out uh, you know what we're all about um, and you're know, able to buy all the products there. We're also available uh, on Amazon um, and increasingly in retailers all throughout the country. Um, And you can find me on Twitter. Uh, My uh, handle is at Ben Witty.
0: W-I-T-T-E. Love it, man. Ben, so great having you with us. You got to come back out and down the road. Share with us how you guys are progressing, what's new. Um, But it's been great having you with us today.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands.